This is Lead with Culture. I'm Kate Volman, and on this very special episode, we're looking back at all the conversations that we've had over the past year with our incredible dream managers, people first leaders, and of course, our very own Floyd coaches. If you're new to the show, the goal of this podcast is to help you become the best leader you can possibly be by sharing actionable strategies to build a great culture and support the growth of your people. That's what's at the heart of every episode. And this one is no exception. So let's start with focusing on becoming the best leader that you can be, because that's where it all begins. First, you're going to hear from our executive coach, Michelle Marquis, on developing your personal brand and why that's important when it comes to leadership. You know, personal brand, it's not always what you're doing or what you're saying. It's how you're acting. All eyes are on you as a leader. And that is a reflection. You're reflecting out your personal brand. So we always talk about what is it right now? Like, what do you think your personal brand is right now? So many people, you know, they can't really think about. So I said, so here's what I want you to do. Ask a few of your very close friends separately to identify three to five characteristics that they would use to describe you, like what they think your personal brand is. It's an incredible exercise because of those three to five people, there's always two or three that are consistent across those five. So that, whether you wanted it to be or not, that is your brand. That's your brand right now. And then how do you want to change that? Another great exercise for yourself if you're really thinking about what your personal brand is today is to look back at some of your old performance appraisal forms when you did get reviewed as an individual and then see what are those key words, key phrases that keep coming out for you. Like when I look back at my own performance appraisals, it was always Michelle gets it done. Michelle gets it done. That became like, again, whether I liked it or not, that's what I was doing. I was the person, if you wanted to get something done, no matter how busy Michelle is, she's the one that's gonna get it done. So again, having them reflect back and finding those pieces is a great first step. So those two exercises, find out where you are and then really think about, is that what I want it to be? Because you can create your brand or maybe you like what your brand is right now, but maybe you enhance it or you wanna make sure that you're demonstrating it. So one of the things that Matthew talks about when he talks about personal brand is you define it and then write it down and then read it every day, and then do one thing every day that demonstrates your personal brand. Another thing to think about is, as a leader, are you demonstrating the core values of your company? Again, so you can have those in front of you as well and go check, check, check. Think about, again, what you're doing each and every day. Like Michelle said, personal brand isn't always what you're doing or saying. It's how you're acting as a leader, how you act. It's a reflection on your personal brand. And so we need to be really intentional about what we're creating, because as we talked about in that episode, you are building a personal brand every day, whether you think you are or not. So becoming really intentional about 
how you want to be seen as a leader and what a great leader looks like to you is really important and absolutely worth taking some time to consider. That level of self-awareness is critical in leadership. And as my friend Scott Monty explains, staying informed and educated also plays a huge role. I don't care if you listen to audio books versus actually sit down and read a book, or if you just read long form articles on the web, or you subscribe to a lot of newsletters. The point is staying well-informed and getting inspiration from ideas other than what your small bubble encompasses. As we open ourselves up to a great world around us, whether it's a world from a thousand years ago or last week, it's about understanding and embracing other ideas and using those to inspire your own development in whatever way you think is appropriate. Not everybody needs to be Tony Robbins or not everybody needs to be Seth Godin. But if you can take those and they spark an idea in your particular area of focus, then that's all that matters. And I think we need to encourage more of that. And this is part of the problem. We don't have a lot of time for reflection. We don't have a lot of downtime. We're constantly being moved and pushed and distracted. And we need time to reflect on these things. And to me, when you sit down with a book or whatever other piece of reading material you have, and you take the time to reflect on what you've just read, that's what really matters. Change is constant, which means leaders need to embrace change and keep our minds open to new ideas and inspiration that surrounds us. This is how we grow because we see that bigger future for ourselves. But what can be a little uncomfortable is the transition that it takes to actually get the change that we're looking for. And so we've got to get really comfortable being uncomfortable as a leader. This is how we grow. This is how we get better. So another important factor of leadership is vision, right? We follow those that have a very clearly defined mission that we are excited about, we wanna belong to, we feel like, yes, I wanna be part of that mission because I believe that not only can I contribute to achieving that mission, but it's something that I'm excited about, it's something I'm passionate about, and, and I think that I can become a better version of myself by being part of this particular team and this mission. Our senior executive coach, Tony Ferraro, explains this perfectly right here. Energy is the currency of great companies, not time, not money. It's energy. Can you get everybody's energy focused on the right thing? Can you get everybody rowing the right way in the boat? If that's the case, it, you know, there's exponential gains that can be made. But it all starts with, with having an understanding of very clear mission. Like Tony said, getting everyone on board to row the boat in the right direction starts with getting people hooked on the mission. What can you do as a leader to push your people? Does everyone on your team know and understand the mission of your organization? And are they excited about being part of a team that is consistently driving and going after that mission? Okay, now we're going to change gears a little bit because we're going to talk about building coaching cultures. But before I get ahead of myself, let's hear from Adam Smith as he explains why culture is the key to a successful future. And not only that, but if you don't build a strong culture, well, just listen. I think from a definition perspective, I view culture as a shared vision of the future. That includes what the future looks like. 
and it also includes you know those behaviors and those those actions that are required to, to actually get to that that future and in terms of how important culture is if you don't have that as particularly as you scale a business it becomes more and more challenging to keep everyone moving in the same direction and and really just to try to maintain efficiency and also maintain a cohesive group of, of employees that are working towards the future. Developing a dynamic culture will not only lead to success, but it will also leave a lasting impact on all of your people. Alex Sharp really proves that point in this clip. There's so many times where we run back into people that we worked with earlier. And if you treated them right and you work to develop them, they might be your customer now, they might be your partner, they might be your vendor, whatever it is, but they're so loyal to you. So there's a lot of good reasons to do that. In addition to showing everyone who's in your organization what you're about and that you care. And that's really culture. When they know that you care about them and their development, whether it serves you three years from now or not directly, that says a lot about who you are and the kind of company you're trying to build. So it's inspiring to think that simply by by allowing people to be part of a really great culture, you're giving them the opportunity to grow every single day. And creating a great culture starts with putting your people first. Listen to how Travis Snyder is approaching creating a really incredible culture for his team. I was just talking to my supervisor, Hannah, um, the other day about People go through difficult things in life. I think in the past, you were not supposed to bring those to work, right? You weren't supposed to be yourself at work. You had a work persona and then you would go home and just things you couldn't talk about, whether it's a health issue or divorce or just difficult life challenges. We want to welcome people to be able to be comfortable talking about those types of things and the difficult things as well as their dreams. In these sessions, obviously everything is confidential, but we want people to feel comfortable being themselves and we want them to know how invested we are in them. But you can't create an impactful culture without being intentional about it. Only by doing that can we go from a good to a great culture. And that's what Aaron Price is doing with his team. We really need to be more intentional with our culture and we need to formalize our culture a little bit. Because that's how you go from good to great. You know, I think to be a great culture, you have to really kind of peel all the different pieces back and say, okay, where can we improve and how can we get better? So that is really what we did. And then one of the things that we started with was let's simplify and redefine our mission. Let's simplify and redefine our vision. And as well as that, our core values and have everyone be able to speak to that. Because if you can align everyone to those three areas, then we can all move forward as a company. So here's your challenge. You get to decide what are the areas that you can start improving to build a better culture. Even if it's just 1% better every single day, every single month. Think about what are those areas. If you decide to focus on one thing this year, let it be to create a coaching culture where people know that they can thrive, where they know that their leader has their back, where everyone in the organization enjoys coaching, right? The best leaders in the world have coaches because they know they need somebody to hold them accountable. They need someone to help them get better and grow. And I love how Alex Sharp puts this because he talks about why he will always invest in coaching for his team. And simply put, he said, because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. He understands and knows that only by helping his people become the best version of themselves can his organization become the best version of itself. So let's hear what he has to say. 
When I think of dream manager, again, it goes back to caring. If you care enough to understand what your coworkers' dreams are, then you've made a connection that's deeper than most, and you can help guide them overall. How do we get there? A lot of times it's their work that's gonna help them achieve their personal dreams. And Okay, we are going to start wrapping up this value-packed episode with some people who are so near and dear to my heart and our team over at Floyd. We absolutely love this incredible group of dream managers. Yes, we have so hundreds and hundreds of dream managers all over the world, and they just warm our hearts with their stories of how they're making such an impact on their people and of course in their organizations because that's how it works and so it's so incredible to hear from them if you haven't listened to some of the other episodes where we get to talk one-on-one with each of our dream managers and how they're truly helping their people grow then definitely check out some of those episodes it will just blow you away the impact that we can have simply through helping people with their dreams helping people become the best version of themselves personally and professionally. Maddie Riley explains the impact that dream managers can have on people. Just having someone say, sit there and know that you're getting their undivided attention for an hour or however long, feels good to know that you're gonna be able to have an outlet that day. Especially, like I said, with our career field, there's not a whole lot of people asking you how are you doing today? Or what's been going on today? You're more so doing that for the other people. So when I first come in and I do the bio form and I'm like, I'm going to ask you something that you probably haven't been asked in a while. Tell me about yourself. Getting to talk about yourself and become the best version of yourself is so vital and just absolutely life-changing. Okay. If you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know if dream manager is for me or for my people, what's the, what's the data? Give me some numbers. I want to see some numbers. Cause that's what we get, right? We're all in business. We know we have to have a, a, a positive ROI, return on our investment. If we're going to invest in coaching our people, we're going to invest in a program like the Dream Manager. Show me some data. And so, hey, I could tell you all the data all day, but I'm going to let one of our Dream Managers uh, talk through a little bit and share some concrete data around the positive impact the Dream Manager program has already had on her people. So let's hear from Terry Merhart. My results were really telling. 92% said that participating had impacted their life for better. 100% said there's value in offering this to other employees. 80% had already made progress or achieved a dream in six months. And some of the quotes or feedback was that just by having this learning how to goal set was going to overfill into their work life. They were going to be able to apply what they were learning to their jobs. A lot of them had been recently promoted, so this actually did help them. And this one, like I mentioned, never felt the company has cared about me. It's crazy empowering to feel invested in more than just a worker. And then this one was, I had a dream for seven years of doing something and I didn't. And in this first six months, I accomplished it. I never felt like a company has cared about me more. Would your people, would your team members say that about you as their leader, about the company that they work for? Would they say that? Think about the impact that that has. Think about the level of trust that builds. Think about the level of loyalty that you now have 
with the people that you work with. It is truly remarkable to think that all it takes is some some recognition, some some coaching, some cheerleading, right? To encouragement, encouraging people to recognize that you know what? They can grow. They can get better. They have everything that they need. They just need a little support. They just needed a little reminder. You know, so many people, they don't have anyone to turn to. They don't have someone that they're talking to every month about their dreams, their goals, their hopes, what they want in their life. You know, so many of us that it's that, it's that phrase, live in quiet desperation. And so your people, think about it. Think about what you get to do for your people. You get to help them rediscover their dreams, to become more engaged in their personal life, which in turn is going to help them become more engaged in their professional life. You're helping these people grow. And what's so amazing and what we see often with all of our dream managers is we know that not only are their people growing and the businesses are growing, but also their families, their friends. When you create this culture of dreaming where people start asking one another, what are your dreams? And we start talking about that and that becomes the conversation, not gossip and not all this negative stuff, but truly, hey, we're focused on what we can control and I can control creating a better future for myself every day. But having that dream manager there to support that person, to support your people, is incredible. Okay, thank you so much for joining us in this episode. We hope you found it inspiring, exciting, and really thought-provoking to help you decide where you want to spend your time developing your skills as a leader this year. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, lead with culture.